Welcome to Impact Podcast Season 4. I I don't know how that's possible, but we are pivoting this season and we are, we've talked about a lot of really great uh, medical information that I just, I adore and I love, but I've had a lot of conversations in the last couple years with moms about how they feel like there's supposed to be this village for them and there's not. Um, And I I think there is, I just think it looks a little bit different than what Mm -hmm. we were expecting. So um, kind of thinking about this season, we really wanted to look at ways our our medical expert friends <laughs> in the maternal child health world um, have felt supported or maybe not supported in this season and how they support other women uh, in their lives and just kind of some good ideas moving forward. So um, I, I really hope people come away from our conversation um, feeling like it's okay to ask for help and some concrete on ideas on how to give that help because sometimes we just don't know, right? So um, in this episode, we are chatting with one of our favorites, <laughs> Dr. Rachel Reed. Um, so I'll let you go ahead and just introduce yourself. I don't know if you really need to, but <laughs> go for it. Absolutely. So I'm Rachel Reed. I am an OBGYN down here in Columbus. Um, I've been here for, oh gosh, almost 15 years now. Uh, about a year ago, I transitioned from primarily clinical work to um, hospital leadership and administrative work, um, but still do a little bit of clinical work. Um, and as I've, I feel like I've been with with the podcast, you know, series from the beginning, and I am more than happy to sort of share my really my motherhood journey at this point now. Yeah, yeah. I think it's comforting to know that you know these these women who are amazing professionals <laughs> in the world, like we have the same struggles. It's like that. People magazine, like celebrities, like, oh, yeah, they're just people too. So yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, well, with no further ado, let's start with like your stats. So, how many yeah. kids do you have? Absolutely. So, I have three wonderful children. Um, my oldest is 15. He is a sophomore at North High School. My middle guy is 13. He is an eighth grader at Northside Middle School. And then my little one is uh, nine years old, and she is a fourth grader at Parkside okay. Elementary School. So, I have three children in three different schools right now, which is its own fun experience. Yes. Um, and, you know, that little isn't quite old enough to drive. So mm. right now I primarily feel like a chauffeur, you know, right, pretty much all the time. Um, I had my first kiddo while I was still in training. I was in my third year of residency. And then I had my last two, um, you know, once we had moved down here to Columbus and I was working full time. I can't believe they're that old. I know. That's, it's crazy. crazy bananas to me. But of course they are yeah. because they just keep getting older. Well, absolutely. I mean, I swear the little one, or my oldest was, I mean, he was a baby just the other day. And now, like, right. he's taking his driver's, you know, license test not that long from now no. and going to college in a couple years. And I don't quite understand how it happened. But you made it. Through I that did. baby phase. Mm-hmm. You did. So thinking back to that time, which wasn't that long ago. No. If you had to give it one word for that experience when you had your babies, yeah. what would it be? Absolutely. Um... You know, first of all, maybe a disclaimer, maybe is the right word. I had, again, as I said, I had my first one, you know, while I was finishing up my training. My partner was working full time. Um, You know, our life looked very different than it was when I had my last two. And I was down here out of um, the training phase and just more into the, you know, the daytime work type phase. Um, And at that point, my partner was a stay-at-home dad as well, which tremendous difference between you know, those two experiences. But I would say, you know, the one thing that was sort of unifying uh, with all three experiences was, you know, that one word would be lonely or loneliness. Um, more profound with my first child than with the other two. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But especially with the first time, I was used to working, you know, between 80 and 100 hours per week, being around people constantly, um, you know, nonstop, go, go, go. And then have this kid, and now I'm home for six weeks. My partner has no paternity leave, so he's back at work, you know, two days after I have him. And I'm just there with a baby. Yeah with nothing else to do. No other responsibilities, which sounds amazing, but when you're used to being around other people, other adults doing things all the time, um, doing things that you found meaningful, and mm. now you're not doing those, it, 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 I was shocked that I felt that way, but I absolutely did. And it was hard. Yeah, I think that is something really important that you're hitting on there is, is that you still have needs, right? Yeah. You still, as a person, have needs, and mm-hmm. you're making, you know, meeting this other person's needs primarily. Oh yeah. But then recognizing, like, oh, actually, I am kind of an extroverted person mm-hmm. who likes to be around people, and I'm not getting that need, need net, <laughs> net need met. Yep. Um, I think that's huge, and and that you didn't expect it. I think that's Absolutely. the biggest thing is we have all these expectations that are mostly propped up, I think, by our culture and mm-hmm. social media and all those things of how it's supposed to be. Yep. And and lonely's not one of the ones that they advertise, mm-hmm. but I think it's really common. I, I absolutely agree. Yeah. And, you know, I think, well, why didn't I feel quite the same? Still some, but why Why not as much, you know, when I had the, the, the next two kiddos? And part of it is because I, I freely admit it, I suffered from postpartum depression with my mm-hmm. first, and that's incredibly lonely and isolating. Did not with my next two, um, sort of surprisingly, because I think yeah. at that point I was prepared for it, and then right. it didn't happen, and yeah. it was just felt like a blessing. Um you know, certainly their dad being home helped, although he's a very introverted person who isn't, you know, uh, who, who enjoys his quiet time no matter how chaotic the house might be. Yeah. Um, but what I what was different was that when we, when I had my last two kids here in Columbus, I had a village of work, like a work family yeah. that I didn't have in the same way mm-hmm. when I had my first, um, you know, and when I had my first, I lived, you know, 30 minutes from where I worked and all, all of my friends were, were residents. They were all working even more now because yeah. they were covering for my leave. Um, they had, they just had no bandwidth to provide any sort of help or socializing or, or anything at all. That's just not how, how, what they were equipped for. But, you know, when I had those other two kids down here, I had all of the, you know, the, the support staff at my office who thought you would, you know, they dropped by or they dropped off a meal and things like that. And that didn't happen with my first at all. It was just completely different. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Just how different your village is Mm -hmm. based on where you are in life. Yes. So I mean, you just set me up with like the best transition ever. (laughs) Thank you. Um, so, you know, how, how did people show up for you during that time? Yeah. Again, with my first, it was so lonely, so isolating. Um, there wasn't much showing up. Um, you know, my family members still worked full time. They couldn't come yeah. help. You know, my kid's dad was working. Um, I was breastfeeding and felt like I could never leave the baby alone, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, I, I, to be completely honest, I just survived those six weeks till I could go back to work. Yeah. Put my kid in daycare which he was loved in daycare and excelled and he loves me so much now. We're bonded and all the things people worry about, but I needed to, to be myself again with, you know, again with the other two, I had a friend group down here Mm -hmm. that were in the same stage that were able to, you know, um, meet, you know, meet me for, with the babies for, um, you know, coffee or drinks or whatever, um, 
I lived, we still do live on this amazing cul-de-sac where my neighbors, um, this is where I learned the lesson, find the stay-at-home moms. If you're a working mom, find the stay-at-home mm-hmm. moms They're because they want to be part of your life yeah. and they can be such a positive influence. Um, and so I hung, you know, I would get home from work and just go hang out on the, you know, the driveways, watching our toddlers play, mm-hmm. passing my baby around. It was great. Yeah. Um, you know, there were always people around to sort of um, support my extroverted nature, yeah. which I didn't have with the first two. So two things there. I think it was really interesting that you said it's kind of like you felt lonely, but you were also never alone. Yeah. Which I think is it's like that little baby's not going to be your best friend. No. <laughs> He's not giving you anything back. No, they don't know? give anything back. But it's just interesting. So yeah. like I am a much more introverted person. And so like that never being alone was mm-hmm. hard because I've mm-hmm. always felt like, oh my God, I have to deal with this kid. Yes. I love my children. Mm. They're great. <laughs> um, but, and then also just how like you needed to be a person. Yes. Like, I needed to be myself again. I think a lot of us, it takes years to get to that like mm-hmm. realization that it's okay to be yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you're still a person. And then by the time we get there, like we don't even know who we are anymore. <laughs> yeah. Or know? we're a completely different person than we were. Yeah. Like, you who know, is two years, four person? years, eight years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I love that. Anyway. Um, and just how, how that dichotomy of having a really good support network yeah. versus a really distra- not distracted, but your your people were just busy doing different things. Yeah, they things. just they they couldn't. Yeah, they, they just couldn't did be not present. Have that we with. No, yeah, we exactly. just didn't weren't set up for that. Yeah, oh, so interesting. Yeah. Um, so you know, maybe specifically more in the the first example, what do you wish you had? What do you wish was different in that first? Especially you know, as you're you know, you disclose that you're dealing with postpartum yeah. depression in that time. Like, what do you wish was different? Yeah, I I mean, I wish I wish that my partner had been able to stay home from work for any length of time. Um, you know, he had just those few days off essentially while we were in the hospital. Um, and then it was just me and I knew I'd take care of baby. You know, that was fine. It wasn't like I didn't know what to do, but it was just, it was so hard. And again, lonely. Um, and I remember I used to like, almost beg him, can we meet you for lunch? You know, yeah. you work 20 minutes away. Can we meet you for lunch? And he would always be like, no, I don't want to take a lunch. I just want to get back home to you guys in the evening as quickly as I can. Yeah. But then, you know, for me, I was like, well, but that's when, you know, you get home in the evening at five o'clock and that's when the baby cluster feeds for the next four hours. What's yeah. the point? Yeah. But if you could break up my, my day a little bit, yeah. um, but you know, that wasn't what he wanted. He wanted to be around his kid desperately, but he had to be at work. Yeah. Um, you know, that would have been so helpful to just have people in my life at that time mm-hmm. who could just, just sit with me, just hang out with me. Um, during the day I watched a lot of TV. I learned about Facebook during my maternity leave with my first kid. <laughs> and well, yeah. that was something. Um, yeah. but it was just such a huge change from the life I had been used to up until that yeah. point. And then I did this for six weeks and then I had to completely flip the switch again and go back to working those yeah. very long days, those long weekends. Well, that's um, a whole different switch, though. Yes. You know, it's not just yeah. you going to work. It's like I also have to figure yeah. out. Yeah, now I'm also getting the kid over to daycare, you know, yeah. at the moment that they open. Yeah. And, um, you know, hoping that I can get home just in time, you know, maybe to put him to bed. Yeah. You know, it was just such a such a contrast. Yeah. Oh, 
like I'm going right back there with you. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, on my maternity leaves, I don't know why I always get really into Call the Midwife. Okay, Which there is you my go. favorite show. Yeah. Not a great show for postpartum people. No, not so much. No, it was yeah. ugly cries every time. <laughs> oh, anyway, um, but my favorite show, I love it. Um, okay, so I think it's really interesting that you have this dichotomy between an experience where you really didn't have support and then you really did have mm-hmm. great support. So how does that inform how you show up for moms now? Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, I, I'm old enough now that I don't have very many close friends having babies, you know, that's one thing. Yeah. Um, and so I don't have maybe opportunities to show up in the same way, um, mm-hmm. that I used to, um, I freely admit I am incapable of cooking anything. That is, um, you know, my partner's job. God didn't give Thank me both goodness. hands. So I'm not typically someone to, you know, bring bring over anything. I, I tend to be more of, you know, what do you need? What can I do for you? Um, sometimes I'll offer to watch a kid, but I'm also going to be honest, now that I'm out of those stages, I don't love going back to them anymore. <laughs> it's hard. People assure me that when I someday down the road I have grandchildren, I will be happy to be around them again. Um, but right now I'm just like, oh, they're cute from a distance. Yeah. Um, but I didn't need somebody to come hold my baby when I was struggling. I needed somebody to come talk to me like an adult, like mm-hmm. to not forget that I was still a whole person. Yes. And I was myself and I was – still important and unique and things like that. You know, I, one thing I definitely found when I had my first is like, you cease to be, you are not, I wasn't Rachel anymore. I was my first kid's mom, you know, like I lost my identity and became somebody else. And, um, that was really hard. And, you know, going back to work in some ways was a blessing because I got to be myself again and that unique identity I had. So I think maybe the way I show up is having lived that experience and then, hopefully acknowledging that and validating that in other people, if that is yeah. their, what they're currently experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, when I have, the, again, when I have the opportunity, yeah. I'm in that phase where I just don't have a lot anymore. Right. Well, I'm not, I'm sure we've talked about this at some point, probably off camera, but I think it's incredibly validating to hear you talk about wanting to go back to work oh, and how yeah. that was kind of like a saving grace for Absolutely you because was. you got to be, you know, someone who is proficient Mm -hmm. and someone who knows things and not just so-and-so's mom. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we've been friends for a long time, but the first time I heard you say that, it was like, I don't have to feel really bad about being a mom that works. Because for a long time, I had a lot of feelings wrapped up in that. And a lot of it was, you know, that rushing to get them there and Mm -hmm. hoping to get there before, you know, bedtime and all that. And I think that that is a gift in and of itself too, is it's okay to, to want to be a person outside of this person's mom. Like that's, that's great. You can Mm -hmm. still be a great mom and still be another person too. Mm -hmm. So you just keep giving that gift. Well, I will. And you know, I think now, you know, I felt like that for a long time. I I think I've been able to have that perspective for a long time, Mm -hmm. not have as much maybe guilt or whatever, as other people might have. But now I can really, I feel like I can definitely say, like, I'm coming out on the other end of it. I My kids are, you know, we're not launching yet, but they are themselves. Yeah. And they are whole people who are, you know, bordering on independence. And they're good, strong, well-developed, normal children. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, having a mom who worked and thrived in working and, and, and didn't just work, but worked often very long hours. I would mm-hmm. sometimes say goodbye to my my young kiddos and not see them for three days um, yeah. because I would be on call at the hospital and just couldn't get away. Um, they were used to that. Again, they love me dearly, and they are like again, they're whole people. They're not like um, you know. I don't think that they have struggles or or you know bad feelings from those early years. Um, 
and they, and maybe this is the other piece. They don't remember the early years. Like, I mean, they're babies. Like, yeah. you know, the, you the, 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 I remember yeah. the time that I feel like, you know, as I've changed my career in the last year, um, and part of that, that happened for many reasons, but part of it was a need now to be a little bit more present in my kid's life than I was, you know, yeah. five years ago, 10 years ago. This is the time that they remember my presence. They didn't really remember if I was there when they were two and three yeah. in the same way. Um, so, but, you know, coming through that other side, like, yeah, you can work and thrive in your job and your children will still love you and be good people. I feel like I need that just on a loop. <laughs> I can do that for you. Mom gets, no problem. Can you just edit that for me, Josh? Be great. I'll just send you a text every right. morning. That'll just you be, are a good mom. You're good. You're doing great. Good job. You're setting an example for your children that having a career you're passionate about that, cha- yeah. you know, changes people that's valuable yeah. is worth it. Yeah. Um, you know, and it doesn't diminish their worth to you. Oh my God. I love it. <laughs> love it. Well, from that really heavy place <laughs> that I love, um, these are the, the lightning round questions, mm. which I don't know why I just decided lightning round sounds like fun. Right. So just real quick. Um, if you can think back to, did you have a baby shower? I did. I had with my first kiddo, I think I had two. Yeah. With the second one, my office did one. And with the third one, my office did one. I so it. I had like two family ones with the first. Yeah. And then again, in many ways, my, uh, you know, my office that I had worked at, for, you know, over, over time for now for years, they became that yeah. you know, sort of surrogate, you know, local family. They're lovely people. They so are. They're so great. That. I was over there earlier. I just love them. I know. Um, but so what was your favorite baby shower gift you received yeah. for any of them? Absolutely. So this is so hard to remember. What I do remember the most, one, we lived in a very small home when we had our first mm-hmm. In some ways, that was a huge advantage because there just wasn't room for all these things. So I learned very quickly, I don't need a bouncer and a swing and a this and a that. There's no floor space. We just don't have the room, which was a nice little benefit when we moved to Columbus and got a larger home and then had our next two kids. I was like, well, we don't, we we didn't use that with the first kid. Why would we need that stuff with this kid? So I was able to sort of keep everything a little bit on the smaller side. Yeah. but one, you know, I, what, what I think of that I received for my baby shower gifts that I wouldn't have necessarily bought myself that I really treasured were a lot of the books that, that we received. Oh, yeah. Like, um, I probably wouldn't have picked out some of them necessarily, mm-hmm. or I would have felt like they were a splurge. And it's like, a, you know, like, how much are you going to read at bedtime? I'm so frugal, things like that. Yeah. And, you know, some of those books became so special over the years, and now they, like, hold a place on honor yeah. on, like, the top shelf. That way maybe now the kids won't destroy them at this point. Right. And I just have so many memories, you know, over years now of reading those good night yeah. books to them. Um, and they were – so they were treasured baby shower gifts. You know, I don't think I came up with this, but for ours, we figured – baby board books are about the same cost as a card these oh, yeah. days. So mm-hmm. instead of a card, we had people give us a book and then like write something oh, in so the smart. thing. I don't think I made it up. I think it was a Pinterest thing back yeah. when I had time for such things. But <laughs> um, but it's nice because the kids are 10 now yeah. and we still have these. I mean, some of these people have passed yeah. and we have their little like, so excited to meet you. Yeah. Anyway, so. Oh, I love that idea. Love it. Anyway. so Well, I tend to, to give books now as yeah. baby shower gifts because those were meaningful to yeah. me but I had not gotten to that point I would often write a message in the front of the book yeah. but um no more than that but I love the idea of, of substituting the card with the board what book do you do with those cards yeah, you, just you recycle keep them, them in a box forever because oh. you're a hoarder such as myself Maybe I recycle not. them okay, I think that's a good move I think that's good so that kind of answers my next question what's your go-to baby shower gift absolutely so I always go with diapers not newborn not size one I always go size two Love it. Um, don't know how big that kid is going to be. May never use those newborns. We'll use size one, but everybody gets size one. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, 
you know, it's what, four months down the road and you're mm-hmm. like, oh no, these don't fit anymore. And now yeah. you got a size two back in the closet. Yes. Um, wipes. And then I always do a few bucks. Love it. Love it. Yeah. I remember, I think I stocked up like so all these diapers for John. And then I walked in the nursery cause he was a nursery kid for a couple, little bit. And he was already in a he was already in one. He was already in a one. Yeah, and I was like, like, I have all these newborn diapers at home. And he's yeah. not going to ever wear them. But Target does have an exchange policy. There you so. go. And they always lose a little bit of weight. Yeah. So sometimes you he, can get into them briefly. He wasn't going to slim down to a that, newborn size. No, probably not. Or anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but bless his heart. He's great. Um, okay. So I know you kind of shared that you're not a real, you know, Betty Crocker okay. type, which that's okay. Yeah. Mm-mm. Very few of us actually are. I just don't have that. And you know, you, gene. you're good at a lot of other things. That's what I tell myself. Um, so, if you were to drop off a meal, mm-hmm. what does that look like for you? Oh, that's a DoorDash gift card. Love it. Yeah, and then they can just pick what they want when they want it. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be something I try to cook. I, if if nothing else that women get from this or people get. I want to normalize that. Oh, yeah. It is okay to show up not with, like, your little, like, homemade, made-from-scratch uh, muffins, which are great, too. Yeah, if you want yeah. to, that's, that's you. Mm-hmm. If it's DoorDash, if it's like, hey, I'm going to order a pizza to your house, what do you like? Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of that. I'm a yes. big fan. I mean, just easy, like, freezer meals. Like, mm-hmm. just making their life easier is what it's about. It's not about, like, oh, I made this. Oh yeah, agree. Especially because, like, you know, if they have other like little kids, yeah, my children aren't going to eat that anyway. No, I'm not even nuggets. sure I will, to be honest. Yeah. and I don't. You know, I was like, I don't know. One, I, I truly don't know how to cook. But even if I did, I mean, allergies and preferences, and then they have to worry about getting the dish back to you, and that's just not my thing. Yeah. So I oh, yeah. very much love DoorDash. Love it, it has made my life much easier just in general. Mm-hmm. I will continue to support right? <laughs> that service. I will too. It mm-hmm. fits everybody. But, I mean, don't come at me if you want to make your thing. That's oh awesome. My gosh, yes. You do you. But just want to normalize, it's okay if that's not you. Yes. And I love myself a nice, you know, panel lasagna in the freezer. And yeah. I'm very busy with three children, so if anybody would like to drop off a panel of lasagna, you know, to my home, do it. Feel free to do that. Right? Still, I will happily, graciously accept that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think. I mean, as long as it's not poisoned, like I'm no. here for it. I yeah, trust that we're good. Love it. So that kind of takes me to my next thing. What is in your current season of motherhood? Which I think for our friends who are entering their like early season of motherhood, it seems so far away, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, that teenager, school age place, but. Yeah comes fast. It does. And everyone tells you that and you're like, stop telling me that old lady at the grocery store. This is never going to end. But, um, what is like saving your life right now? Oh my gosh. DoorDash is one. I mean, I really don't mean to rave about it, but we're just busy and the kids are in a lot of, you know, you'll hear it. There are so many activities that keep them busy, you know, all evening long and getting together for a meal is sometimes hard. Um, you know, that's a big part of it. Um, you know, my partner still stays at home. My, my youngest kid is nine now. Um, and people always ask, well, when are you going to make him go back to work? Well, one, I'm not going to make him do anything. Mm-hmm. He sacrificed a, a, a amazing career, you know, um, for our family. I'm not going to, you know, change that at this point. Um, but I also think I I don't know that I want him back at work if he doesn't want to be at work. Yeah. Um, our youngest still isn't old enough to stay home alone if she were sick with the stomach flu. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know. I, in order for my career to have thrived, it, it depended on him being that sort of primary parent, immediately available type of thing. It just doesn't work. Both parents, I don't think both parents, without living help, can have thriving careers. 
I think that they everybody can do really well, but I don't think you can have that sort of executive level like yeah. showstopper, which has been my goal without asking for a lot of help. And in our our household, that help comes from him. Yeah. So he made you know, we made that choice as a family together. So, you know, without you know, he him and, and what he does in our house will remain our saving grace, yeah. I think. Maybe so when they're in village. college. He is my village. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't tell you what my kid's last doctor's appointment was, to be honest. Yeah. Or um, I haven't taken the dentist in 15 years. Yeah. You know, those sorts of things. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does it great. He does it probably better than I could. Um, so this is what made sense for our family. Yeah. Oh, I love that, yeah. too. I think that there's there's a lot there, too. But I think that's something that women especially, especially women in, you know, really busy positions mm-hmm. um, haven't been as vocal about because it's almost like to get to that level where we're, you know, playing mm-hmm. with the big boys, like we almost have to act like we don't have a family at all. Yeah. And so I think that that's changing, but mm-hmm. also just the transparency of someone had to be home, Yeah. you know, yeah. if I'm working a hundred hours a week, like someone so, physically yeah. has to be at our house. Yeah. And whether or not that's a parent or a yeah. grandparent or a nanny or mm-hmm. an au pair. I mean, it can be anybody or yeah. that's your kid at daycare and then getting picked up by a grandparent. Mm-hmm. Like you'll figure out how that works. Yeah. But, um, you know, for, for us, this is what works. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I, uh, yesterday, two days ago, two days had a, had a conflict, had an, some important work stuff going on, but I also, my son had a wrestling call out meeting that parents had to be at. And I'm like, but do we really? And he says, yes, his dad wasn't available. So I had to tell my boss, uh, who is the CEO of this hospital, that um, I had to leave by 445 because I had to get to Northside for a wrestling call. I mean, he's like, absolutely, of course, we'll get you out of here. Ah. You know, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, and so I have to be able to sort of prioritize when I do that and how I do it. Yeah. Luckily, I work at a place where I can. Um, well, that's that's a whole different culture piece, yeah. too, which is lovely. But. Oh, I could talk about that all day. Maybe that'll be season five. There you go. About, like working mom. That's right. Stuff. But um, any last thoughts about just support and being in the village and showing up and asking for help? Mm. Yeah, I think I think maybe that last bit. Ask for help. People want to help. They just don't always know how to help. Yeah. Um, I think we all see that in so many different parts of our lives. You have to ask. I think that my experience with my first kid would have been very different had I known who and how to ask for help. Yeah. And didn't. And then just sort of spiraled a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, I mentioned briefly postpartum depression, post peripartum, mood disorders, depression, anxiety, those are real. Those are medical conditions that deserve and warrant treatment in whatever way is appropriate. And, you know, your providers will are, are there to offer that treatment and mm-hmm. assist. We want people to feel better and, yeah. and experience things in a good way. Um I looking back, wish I had gotten treatment sooner. I might have enjoyed, you know, those early months more than what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, no guilt if you're going through that. It's just like having high blood pressure or diabetes. It's a medical neurotransmitter you know, thing. <laughs> There's my little doctor spiel for people, it. but I think it's important to hear. Yeah. Um, you know, enjoy these days, but you know, don't feel bad or guilty if you don't enjoy every single day. You're not going to. Yeah. Um, you know, motherhood is amazing, but it's hard work. Um, and the good days will outweigh the bad mm-hmm. um, once you're, again, on the other side and sort of can look at it with a little bit of objectivity. <laughs> yeah. You kind of start thinking like, oh, I kind of miss yeah. that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. And then I think, and oh, like, oh, I do like to sleep. I did sort of sleep through the night last night, and that, that was, was pretty really good. Excellent. And I didn't have to wipe anybody's butt today, so. 
also enjoy not doing that anymore. That's kind of the best. Yay. And that lasts a lot longer than you think. <laughs> it's just Indeed being really it does. honest about that. But. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, yep. as always. Uh, join us next time. I'm not sure who we're chatting with next, but it's going to be excellent. Thanks. Thanks.